everyone, welcome back to another video. So I'm alone again today. <laughs> we'll have guests back soon. We got we got some of them down in Miami right now. They're uh, <laughs> doing some questionable things, potentially partying their brains out. But that's a story for another day. We can talk about that another time. But for now, we're just going to stick to the status quo. We got the Bruins, Celtics, and some football. Obviously, uh, you know, biggest game of the year happened last night. As of this recording, Monday after the Super Bowl, Tom Brady, <laughs> seven-time champion. But I'll get to that. I'll get to that. Before I really get into it, we'll build up to it. So starting off, we got the Bruins. And it's going to sound a lot like what I said last time, but they, they're just cruising right now. Uh, they... They beat the Flyers in back-to-back games, and it seems like right now they they can do no wrong. So, and, and I don't want to jinx them, knock on wood or whatever, but it's it's again, it's it's just so impressive. And I, I'm again, I sound like a broken record, but they lose these guys in the off season. They start off without a couple of, of guys, especially David Pasternak, because of, of injury. And they've still been able to put together an amazing start to the season. Now, tonight they're not playing because uh, the Buffalo Sabres have been uh, screwing around lately. The, most of the NHL, you know, if you're not paying attention outside of, of the Bruins, it's, it's kind of in, like sh- in shambles right now. Uh, a lot of teams are just being consistently postponed. Like, they've already postponed, like, this basically this entire week for a couple of teams. I, I think the the New Jersey Devils, the the Sabers, the the Minnesota Wild. So they're having some problems with uh, with COVID, and I don't know what the solution is. Myself, you could go back to a bubble sort of deal, but it's it's tough because you've already you've already made it. You ma- you already made it work to the point where you are. You're only playing a few teams. You're only playing by your division. The Bruins. I don't know if again. If I think I've mentioned this before. I don't, I don't know if anyone's uh, noticed, but the Bruins are only uh, rota- rotationally playing. Like I think it's maybe seven or eight teams. Maybe maybe even s- I think it's six teams. I, it, it's some really small number like that. Like they're not traveling. Across the country, they're obviously not going to Canada. No one from Canada is coming here. And it's, you know, from from what hockey already is, the popularity or the lack of popularity with uh, with that sport, it that kind of adds a little tougher, you know, it puts them in a tougher spot because just playing the same teams over and over again, back-to-back nights, back-to-back games, it can get boring. You know, I, you like to see that's, – that's why in the NHL and the NBA, they, they play – they try to play every team twice. Everyone plays twice at least because you want to see some diversity with these matchups. Um, so because of coronavirus with the with the Bruins only playing a handful of teams it kind of gets boring in my opinion I, I, or i can see why it would get boring so 
you've already cut it down to something like that instead of going to a full-on bubble, which makes sense because the bubble to close out last season with the NBA and the NHL made sense. There weren't a lot of games left. It was just really they only played eight more games, uh, at least in the NBA, per team, plus the playoffs, obviously. But doing a whole season, asking these guys to be in that bubble away from their families and friends and communities for as long as they would be probably isn't the most reasonable ask. But there has to be another way because at least in the NHL, it's not working. Like these games getting postponed just all over the place. I know they left themselves some time in the back end of the season, which is great. It's a good contingency, but you kind of hope to not have to use that. Because clearly a lot of these guys on a lot of these teams just don't really care about close contact situations. So having to manage around that just, it makes everything, it makes life tougher for everyone. But yeah, that's just, that's kind of just me being upset that I'm not going to be able to watch the Bruins tonight. They were supposed to start in. 10 minutes, it's 7.50 right now. They're supposed to start at 8 p.m. against the Sabres, but Buffalo screwed that up. So I think they're not playing again, if I'm mistaken. Or or the, I think it was the last game got postponed, and then now they're playing the, the, the next game is going to be against the Rangers. Yeah, the New York Rangers uh, on Wednesday. So they get a little break, which is nice. You know, that you don't want to see them... Uh, burn out because again like I said last week and again I'm repeating myself but hockey can change on a dime a lot of the times the the team that ends up winning the the whole thing the Stanley Cup is a team that just came out of nowhere they just decided to heat up at all of a sudden it can be an eight seed it can be a six seed in the playoffs they just came out of nowhere and they won the Blues did it against the Bruins in the bubble, it was the Lightning, and they were they're the best team in the NHL. So uh, other times it it ends differently, but a lot of the times it's it's uh, it's a random team that comes out of nowhere. So hopefully that doesn't happen to the Bruins. Like I'm hoping this isn't the best uh, th- that we're seeing. Just like the Celtics, they need to make a trade at some point. They're gonna have to make a trade to capitalize on the success that they've had so far. I don't want to see them get too complacent. Because I've seen the Bruins plus other Boston teams do that. They have success with the team that they have. They like what they're seeing. They don't want to change it up or something like that. And and instead of adding that potential star to push them over the edge and really take them to the top, they, they say to themselves, okay, well, why give up the assets? Let's... Ride it out. This team's got it. And then it just ends horribly. Like, a, it, I don't want to see that. I don't want to see that with that with this team. Just build on it. Get it. Get a good defenseman or another good offensive player some, sometime around the trade deadline and figure it out from there. They're, they're going to hit a wall at some point. It happens to every team. I don't think they're going to drop too far. But history shows that they're going to hit a wall. It's up to them 
on how they come back and if they can regain this kind of form. I hope, I honestly hope it doesn't happen. You never know. It is, it is a shortened season. So you never know. Maybe there is no wall. Maybe they don't hit that wall as a team at all. But don't be surprised if it comes. Don't be surprised if it comes soon. Uh, but definitely be surprised if they don't get past that and get back to this form, if that ever comes. But for now, enjoy what you're seeing out of this team. David Pashanak is he just came back, comes back from injury and is uh, just killing it. He doesn't even look like he was missing time. So I'll take that all day. But moving on to the other Boston team that we've been talking about, the Celtics. Uh, I, I can't say I feel the same about them. You know, the, I said it was a great win against the Warriors. I think that last, uh, last recording, it was they were fresh off the win against the Warriors in Golden State. And the same night of that recording, they were on a back-to-back in Sacramento against the Kings. And I said, yes, that Warriors win was, uh, it was very impressive. It was a great win. It could get them back. Uh, in some kind of, perf- you know, some kind of form that they needed to be in, just to see where they could go, because they they started off well, and then Tatum gets gets COVID, and games get postponed, and they start losing some games, so they fall off a little bit in the standings. You lose Marcus Smart, you lose a tough game to the Lakers. Now you get a nice win against the Warriors. Well, fast forward the three games since that last recording. They lose the back-to-back against the Kings, which I was uh, I was really disappointed with that loss. I That's a team you should beat. I know it's a back-to-back, and you're on the road, and your body clock might be on a different time because you're playing at 10 o'clock on back-to-back nights. I, I don't know. It's just... You hate to see it. I, I would have rather them lost to the Warriors than the Kings. You got to take care of these mediocre teams like the Sacramento Kings, perennial cellar dwellers. Like I, whatever term you want to use, they they're stuck in the basement. They they're not good. It's like losing to the Pistons earlier in this season. So that was that was tough to watch. Uh, but they come back, and without Jalen Brown, they have a great win, again, against the Clippers. That was probably an even more impressive win than against the Warriors. It definitely was. But then you come back yesterday and lose to the Phoenix Suns, which was just uh, such an ugly game to watch down the stretch. They, I just... So when when they're missing some shots, they're missing some ugly shots, and it's like early in the shot clock, and it kills me. And I don't know why Jason Tatum isn't in the game for that entire fourth quarter. I know he was playing. I know he's anchoring this team at this point without Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart and a couple of the other guys not playing too well. But he's got to be in there if you want to. If you really want to win that game, you got to have Jason Tatum in the game for like that the entirety of that fourth quarter. 
not like the last five, four, five, six minutes. So I'm not a coach, but I didn't like that at all. I didn't like seeing that out of Brad Stevens. Um, but it it was tough to watch. Like I, so they they win, and we like that win. They lose. It was gross. They have an even better win, and then they lose again. Now, the Suns aren't the Kings. The Suns are actually a pretty good team. But I don't really, I don't know, I don't know where this team's going right now. I know, again, they don't have Jalen Brown at the moment. They don't have Marcus Smart. But they got to figure something out. And and now they they play the Jazz on the road, the, the last the last game of this uh, this West Coast road trip, and the Jazz have been one of the best teams in the NBA, if not the like the best regular season team in the NBA this year. So you got to show something against that team. You don't necessarily have to beat them. Like that's a that's a game where I can accept a loss as long as you go down fighting and you but, but you end up losing. I can accept that loss. It's kind of like the Lakers Lakers lost. You know. It, the Kemba Walker shooting wasn't acceptable in that Lakers game, but they fought till the end and they had a chance to win on the last shot. I don't want to see them losing to the Kings by five. You shouldn't be giving up 116 points to the Sacramento Kings. That's not good. That's gross. That's disgusting. I don't. I never want to see that out of this team. So if you can put something together against the Jazz and even pull out a win. I mean, that's that's obviously best-case scenario, but if you can at least look good, and I don't know if Jalen Brown's going to be back for the game tomorrow night, but and it's another 10 o'clock game. I'm sick and tired of these 10 o'clock games. I can't stay up for them. I, I, I try to at least, and I just pass out at the end. Either out of anger or just being tired or both. I can't figure it out, but the Celtics are just really pissing me off right now, honestly. And the person that's pissing me off the most is Kemba Walker, who I just mentioned. Shot horribly against the Lakers. I think it was, what, one, one of 12 after he missed that game, potential game-winning shot. He, that ended up being his 12th shot. He was one of 12. And this game against the Suns, he ended up being four of 20? Four of 20. You're paying this guy over $30 million a year to shoot four of 20 from the field? No, that's not acceptable. I know he's had the injuries, and I know there's like some sort of bad luck juju vibes, whatever, on on the Celtics right now with these point guards and these like stars in general that they sign. But don't don't be the next Gordon Hayward. Don't be the next Isaiah Thomas or whatever. Please, Kemba Walker. Like, I really like you. You're a great guy. You seem like a great guy. You're a great player. But 4 of 20, you're, you're starting to not live up to the contract. Which you, you really don't want to do that in Boston. You can be the greatest guy in the world off the court. If you're not living up to your contract on the court, you are not going to make it in this city. And... For those that say trade him, how? How can you trade him right now? I'm sure, knowing Danny Ainge, he tried his best to trade the guy when he wasn't playing, when he was sitting out and uh, was getting the stem cell injections for his knees and, and all that. 
you know he tried. Trader Danny. I know for a fact. And no one, no one took the bait. So now that the guy's back and he's not playing well, he's shooting four of 20, he's shooting one of 12, who in their right mind's going to trade for, for him? You can't have that. The guy's shooting, I think, on the year since he's come back, he's shooting 35%. You can check that right now while you're watching this or go pause the video, pause the podcast, go check. I think I'm right. I think it's, th- without even looking, I think it's 30. He's shooting 35% total from the field. He's making like 32, $33 million a year. That's not okay. That's not, no one's going to trade for that, and it's not going to end well for this team. He's supposed to be an all-star caliber player at that price. So he's got to figure something out, or they got to make some sort of trade to help otherwise. You can't trade him away. Kemba Walker, we are stuck with Kemba Walker's contract for now. And I hate to say that because that's what I was saying about Gordon Hayward, but I don't want it to become another situation like that. Just please, just please, Kemba Walker, figure it out, please. Speaking of trades, though, in the NBA, uh, Derek Rose, someone that I really wanted the Celtics to try to get, uh, just got traded yesterday to the, back to the New York Knicks. Second time he's been traded to that team. Uh, I don't know what the COVID protocol is, but he's probably not going to join them for a couple of games. I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, I like that trade for the Knicks. They, uh, you know, they're not a contender. They're not, they might make the playoffs, which is really strange to say about the Knicks. You know, they're going to take that, them and their fans, because that's just a miracle in itself if the Knicks uh, even sniff the playoffs. So they're clearly going not all in because there's bigger moves to make, but they're going in, you know? They they get rid of Dennis Smith Jr., didn't work out, and it only cost them another – there's a second-round pick. So you get Derrick Rose for that for that deal. Uh, that's a deal the Celtics should have made. Why couldn't you trade Jeff Teague and, I don't know, a trade exception or a protected first-round pick or two second-round picks? Again, I've said it before, it takes, it takes two to tango to – to actually make a deal uh, work and, and go through and get accepted. But the way that the guards, the way that Kemba Walker's been playing, the way that Jeff Teague has been playing, and, you know, Peyton Pritchard was out there for, was out um, with an injury there for a little bit. Now he's back, and he, he looks solid again. But you, you, you're, out, you're without Marcus Smart, too. So the guards have just been on a, some sort of rotation on the Celtics of either not playing well or being injured or both or whatever. So I thought that was the perfect guy to trade for. That's a name off the market, and uh, we'll see what they end up doing. But I I don't know. It it does concern me that they seem very, uh, like I said with the Bruins, the Celtics seem very complacent with where they are at right now. And I really hope, it doesn't stay that way. They they have to. More than the Bruins. They have to make a trade. So, go Celtics, go Bruins. Uh, I'm hoping one will figure it out, and I'm hoping one stays figuring out, figuring it, it out the way they have so far. But moving on, going back to the original 
topic that I was about to get go on about. Tom Brady, seven-time Super Bowl champion. Who would have thought? I mean, I, I can't... I can't believe this anymore. This guy, he goes from winning those three really quick Super Bowls. He, when he was younger on the Patriots, he loses two in a row to the Giants. People are starting to question analysts, everyone around the league, is this guy going to win again? What are the Patriots doing? It's been well over a decade since they won. They win the, they win the Super Bowl against the Seahawks. They have the comeback against the Falcons. They almost beat the Eagles. They beat the Rams. And now Tom Brady gets his seventh, not with the Patriots, but with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who hadn't won since 2002 and hadn't even been to the playoffs since, I think it was 07 or 08. This guy is the best athlete in any sport ever. There's no more question. And I'm going to look at the camera for this one. Michael Jordan, six rings, same team, best ever, no debate, best ever in basketball, in the NBA. Maybe someone passes that someday because here's the thing. That's possible. That's extremely possible. And I know, like, NBA, the NBA fans that watch this, or listen to this, they're, you know, they're, they're probably tuning out or they're not happy right now, whatever. I'm both. I'm an NBA fan. I'm an NFL fan. I'm a sports fan. I'm equal with all of them. If I wasn't, I probably wouldn't be doing this. You kind of have to be. I think before Tom Brady won this championship, it was debatable. He, he might have had it already. In my, opinion, in, in my opinion, he had it already over Michael Jordan. But... Now, it's not close. I'm sorry. It, the, the standard now, the golden standard in sports is going to be seven championships, not six. Yeah, he, he won. He won with another team. He figured it out. He, he, Michael Jordan didn't go to the Wizards when he, or the, wherever they were, the Bullets or the Wizards, whatever, when... Uh, when he left the Bulls, and he didn't win a championship there. And maybe if he doesn't leave the Bulls in the first place, he might have seven or eight himself. But that didn't happen. He has six. He ended his career with six. And <laughs> I just, I know there's the Jordan brand, and you, you can't top that, but the guy the guy is Tom Brady. He's the guy. He's, he's the guy that you... You go after now when guys start their careers, when these these young up-and-coming stars in any sport start to gain momentum, start winning, and they're looking towards championships, you're thinking of Tom Brady. So I don't want to hear this anymore. People were still talking if he was the best ever in football or even a quarterback-wise. You kidding me? He's the best in any sport ever. And it's not going to be reached, like I, like I was saying before. Basketball, like we're like we don't even know. It's a debate if if Jordan's even the greatest in in basketball. I think he is, as of right now. But the, LeBron could take over. He could take that mantle from him. He could he could reach six. That's attainable. 
in the NBA. You know how unattainable, unreachable seven championships is is in the NFL? You know how much harder it is to win a Super Bowl than it is to win an NBA championship? <laughs> it's so tough. It really is. And it doesn't sound it because Tom Brady has seven. It doesn't. He makes it look like it isn't tough, but it really is. It really is. So until someone like Mahomes, who does have the potential to reach maybe like four or five, I don't even know. It depends on how that goes. He might Brady might have just ended that dynasty potentially <laughs> with the way that they played. And he just, Mahomes looked horrible. So Brady's ending dynasties left and right. Jordan did too, but it's just, it's not close. I I just don't, I don't want to, this is, an, again, this is something where having more people, it would be nice. Uh, in, maybe in future, future shows, we can, we can have this debate with another two or three people. But th- you all know where I stand. Tom Brady's the best. It's over. And I want 100 bucks. Or I'm sorry, I won 140 bucks because of him after winning 155 bucks the week before. So he just keeps winning me money. And uh, I don't see how you can bet against the guy. He might win next year. He might end with eight or nine championships, <laughs> which is really scary to think about. And it, And as a Patriots fan, I don't know how I feel about that because on on one hand, yeah, you're really happy for Brady. Uh, you love to see it. Some people think he's a traitor. I don't, but I'm I'm happy for the guy, and most people are. But on the other hand, now you're going to hear all the slack towards Belichick for letting him go and not being able to keep him and pushing him out the door. And But then going back, on the other hand, he beat the Chiefs, who were probably the closest closest thing to touching the Patriots dynasty. So now he, he delays them and pushes them back, uh, you know, helping the Patriots. It's just a lot of back and forth. Just be happy for the guy and be happy for the Patriots. It's really not that hard. So, yeah, congratulations to the Buccaneers. I'm happy for that franchise. I'm happy for Bruce Arians. He deserves it. He's deserved it for a while now. I'm happy for Tom Brady. And if it's if it's not the Patriots there next year, I hope it's him again. I, there's <laughs> he beat Rodgers, he beat Breeze, he beat Mahomes. These are all guys that are in the conversation for potentially usurping him as the best ever. And he completely buried that, wrote it on their tombstones, whatever you want to say. He just ended those conversations altogether. Uh, there was another big trade. I'm not going to talk about it. I just not. I didn't talk about it last time. It had already happened uh, previously before the the last recording. But Matthew Stafford getting traded to the Rams from the Lions and and some more NFL news. Uh, I'm not going to talk about that right now. I want to have some guests to think what they think about that or to say what they think about that. But for now, uh, I'm I'm going to move on to saying thank you to everyone. I really appreciate the support so far. I'm continuously getting 
more subscribers on on YouTube and and some more views, and I really do appreciate it. I appreciate all the support. I I can't I can't emphasize that enough. Uh, you guys are great. Everyone that reposts my posts on, on my Instagram stories, I I really do appreciate it. So thank you guys, and hopefully next time we'll have some more guests to cover some more of these topics. But until then, see you next time. Oh, 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 oh,